Thanks for joining us for the Connect Podcast. I'm Cole Phillips, the lead pastor of the Connection Church, and every week we're going to look into the Bible to find out how God's Word connects to our everyday lives. It's going to be life-changing. The Connect Podcast is produced every week for your growth and inspiration. You can find all the show notes at makingtheconnection.org. You can also find the podcast on your favorite podcasting service, Follow me on Twitter at Cole Phillips and on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Now, let's get into the study. All right, I'm so glad that you're joining me today. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving week. You're looking forward to uh, getting together with family. And today, I want us to just stop for a moment and uh, just say thank you to God for all the ways that He has blessed our lives in this past year. And, and you know, if you stop and think about it, you realize it is so important that we say thanks to God. And I don't want us to just think today about why we should be thankful, because you've probably been thinking about some things that you're thankful for. But sometimes it's hard for us to know how do we say thanks? How do we say thanks, God? I, I mean, what do you do? Maybe we could write him a letter. You know, I could, where do you send it? Uh, Jerusalem, maybe? And <laughs> I read, I found out that thousands of letters are actually sent to God each year, and they end up in a sorting office in Jerusalem. And according to the Associated Press, the letters arrive in Jerusalem from all over the world and are put into the city's undeliverable mail department. And they say, the post office spokesperson says, we have hundreds of thousands of letters sent either to God or to Jesus Christ. And for some reason, they come to Jerusalem. In one letter, there was a man from Israel who asked God for 5,000 shekels, which amounts to about $1,000 to help him because he's poor and the postal workers there were so moved that they sent the man 4,300 shekels. And after a month, the same person wrote again to God. And this time, he wrote, Thank you, God, for the contribution. But please, next time, don't send it through those postmen. They're thieves. They stole 700 shekels. <laughs> so rather than being thankful he was looking at what he didn't have and blaming those who provided for him. Well, you know, we need to develop an attitude of gratitude and to be thankful and full, really thankful, full of thanks for what God has done in our lives. In fact, that's the way we should live. The Bible says this in Psalm 92.1, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to praise your name, O Most High. Why is it good to thank God? And it's because being thankful is a way to worship God. Being thankful makes God happy. In the Bible, when the people of God finished up their work on the temple, they came together and they had a Thanksgiving celebration. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13, 
It says that the trumpeters and singers joined in unison as with one voice to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. They raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud, and the priests could not perform their service because the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. So they were praising and they were worshiping God. They had this worship service and they were singing to him and thanking God. And the very presence of God uh, became present in that place and filled up that place. His glory filled up the temple. And that's why we do all that we do. We do it for God's glory. That's our motivation. That is the heart of our vision as a family, as followers of Jesus. We do it all for the glory of God. So how do we see God glorified? Well, it starts by having a thankful heart. We realize that we can't do this on our own. We can't make it on our own. That we aren't good. We are no, no good on our own. Everything good in our lives comes from God. He is good and his love endures forever. So how can we be thankful today and this week? Well, it starts right here. We focus on what is good. We're so quick to point out all the problems, you know, and we think I've got so many problems in my life, but what about the good that you've got also in your life? In her book, The Hiding Place, Corey Tin Boom tells about something that happened that taught her the principle of giving thanks in every circumstance. This was during World War II, and Corey and her sister Betsy had been hiding Jewish people in their home. So they were arrested, they were thrown into prison at Ravensbrück Camp, and the barracks were extremely crowded and full of fleas, and one morning they read in their tattered Bible from 1 Thessalonians, the reminder to rejoice, to have joy in all circumstances. And her sister Betsy said, Corey, we've got to give thanks to God for this barracks and even give thanks for the fleas. And Corey said, no way will I thank God for fleas. But Betsy was insistent and they thanked God for the fleas. And during the months that followed, they found that their barracks were pretty much left alone. And they could do their Bible study, and they could talk openly, and they could even pray in their barracks. That was their only place of safety and refuge during these hard months. And several months later, they learned that the reason the guards never went into the barracks was because of those pesky, nasty fleas. So... You can look for the good and give thanks for the good. And if you start to really look around, you'll see that God is at work all around you all the time. Joshua in the Bible, he says that that's the key to receiving the promises of God. And he's talking to the people of God. And he says to them in Joshua 23, 3, And you have seen all that the Lord your God has done for you during my lifetime. He's saying, don't focus on all of the problems and all the obstacles 
And, and he's not saying you're not going to have any problems or any obstacles in your life. He's just saying focus on the good that God has brought into your life. And the second thing that we can do is refuse to complain. Do not complain. That's where we start heading down the path of ungratefulness in our life. For some of us, we think it's like a, a talent, a spiritual gift. I've got the gift of complaining. Well, that's always going to keep you from having a thankful attitude. Uh, do you like to be around people who are always negative? Of course not. Anyone can find problems. It's easy to find problems. Um, but what is unusual is to find a solution. In fact, a good practice is to figure out what are some possible solutions before you point out the problem. You probably don't like to be around someone who's always focusing on what's wrong instead of what's right. Well, guess what? God doesn't like that either. In Numbers chapter 11, verse 1, it says, the people soon began to complain to the Lord about their hardships. And when the Lord heard them, his anger blazed against them. Fire from the Lord raged among them and destroyed the outskirts of the camp. God's people always went into the moan zone. And God does not like it when we enter into the moan zone. Why do you think he doesn't like it? Well, it's because God is so good and he's so generous with us and he's given us so much. He's given you your health, your family, your, the world you live in. He's given you your life. And, and most of all, he has given to you his one and only son, Jesus, so that you can know God, so that you can be forgiven, so that you can have a life full of meaning and purpose, and you don't uh, have to worry about the future. You've actually got a hope for the future. So whatever you do, don't complain. Philippians 2.14 says, do everything without complaining or arguing. I wonder, is that really possible to do everything without complaining or arguing? It must be. Because God says, do it. And he's not going to tell you to do something that you can't do. Don't complain about it. Don't go into the moan zone. Look for the good. Listen, I am thankful for the taxes I pay. Because it means that I've got a job. I'm thankful for the clothes that fit a little too tightly. Because it means that I'm well fed. I, I'm thankful for my shadow who watches me work because it means I'm out in the sunshine. I'm thankful for a yard that needs mowing, windows that need cleaning, and gutters that need fixing because it means I have a home. I'm thankful for the spot that I find at the backside of the parking lot because it means that I am able to walk. I'm thankful for my heating bill because it means that I'm warm. I'm thankful for all the complaining that I hear about our government because it means that I have freedom of speech. I'm thankful for the lady behind me in church who sings very loud and off-key because it means that I can hear. I'm thankful for the piles of laundry and ironing because it means that I have a family. I'm thankful for uh, the alarm that goes off in the early morning because it means I'm alive to see a new day. I'm thankful for 
my tiredness and aching muscles at the end of the day because it means that I've been productive. It all starts with a choice, and we have to make a choice, make a decision to be thankful. It's a choice to rejoice. It's a decision that you make. How do I respond to my circumstances? I will rejoice. I will be thankful. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And Paul's saying, no matter what kind of trouble you're going through, you still can have joy. You can still be thankful. Uh, You know, the pilgrims wouldn't fully understand in their lifetime the reason for all the suffering that they went through. The first official Thanksgiving day was a unique holy day in 1621. In the fall of that year, with uh, lasting memories of the difficult, harsh, terrible winter that they'd just been through a few months before, where many scores, uh, hundreds of babies and children and young people and adults had starved to death. And many of the pilgrims had gotten to a point where they were ready to give up and even go back to England. They had climbed into a ship and they were in that harbor ready to return to England, ready to give up. And it was only when they saw another ship coming the other way. And on that ship, there was a Frenchman named Delaware. And he came with some medical supplies and some food. And that gave them enough hope to go back and to try to make it, try to survive in the middle of those difficult conditions. And still, they came to that first Thanksgiving with the spirit of generosity, the spirit of hope, the spirit of sharing and community. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, No matter what happens, always be thankful to the Lord, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So many people ask me, how do you know God's will? How can I know what God's will is? Well, it's very simple. It starts with being thankful no matter what. No matter what happens, always be thankful for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's right there. And we need to develop a discipline of thankfulness. It's not easy. It doesn't come natural to us. But if you want to develop a habit of thankfulness, it's going to take intentionality and some effort. That's why Paul says in Colossians 4.2, he says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And make it a practice of thanking God for the way that he's at work answering your prayers. Many times we, we ask him for things, but how often do we go back and thank him? And sometimes he does things in our lives that we didn't even realize we wanted or needed in our life. He brings us better answers than we could possibly hope for. And as we enter into this whole Christmas season coming up, we need to remember that God is not some spiritual Santa Claus. Um, We always tell him what we want, tell him what we want, but we need to practice saying thanks. There was a young man that was feeling very proud of himself as a brand new college student. He had taken the CPA exams and passed Um, And now he was a full-fledged certified public accountant. He was a CPA. And his father had been an immigrant to the United States and now owned his own little business. And so this young man, he was filled with his own accomplishments 
and uh, self-importance, and he began to criticize the way his father kept his budget books. And he said, Dad, you don't even know how much profit that you've made. Over here in, in this drawer, you've got your accounts receivable. Over there, you've got your receipts, and you keep all your money in the cash register, and you don't even have any idea how much you've made. And his dad said to him, Son, when I came to this country, the only thing I owned was a pair of pants. Now, your brother's a doctor, your sister is an art teacher, and you are a, an accountant. Your mother and I own our home, we have a car, and we own this little business. Now add all of that up and subtract the pair of pants, and everything else is profit. So we need to do the same. We need to add it all up today, this Thanksgiving. Remember that we came into this world with nothing, and God has been so good to us. He's given us everything that we have. Everything else is profit. Everything else is gain. And are you thankful for how good God has been to you? I hope you are, and I hope you have an incredible Thanksgiving, um, and, and you get to have some good food, and you get to spend good time with friends and family. But more than anything, make sure that you take some time to thank God for how good that he's been to you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for how good you are to us. Today, throughout this year, you've brought us so far. You've been faithful. And so we know you're going to continue to be faithful in our lives, God. Uh, In the coming days, the coming years, we're trusting in you. Our hope is in you alone. And we want to bring you glory in our lives. We pray that your glory and your presence would fill our homes and our lives in the coming days. And we thank you for all good things. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a blessed Thanksgiving, and I look forward to seeing you really soon. Thank you for joining us for this week's Connect podcast. If you liked what you heard, then be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, rate. We want to spread this good word to everybody we can who needs to hear this message. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to you joining us next week for the Connect podcast.